Welcome to another episode of Karis on Crime. I'm your host, Beth Karis. Karis on Crime explores criminal justice issues and cases in the news. And as always, I welcome your feedback, your questions, and your ideas. You can post them on my Twitter handle, my well, my Twitter page. My handle is at Beth Karis. And my Facebook page is my name, Beth Karis. Now, in May of this year, 2017, a Center County, Pennsylvania grand jury returned recommendation of charges against 18 Penn State students and a fraternity for involuntary manslaughter, providing alcohol to minors, and a whole host of crimes related to the February 2017 death of a sophomore at Penn State, Timothy Piazza. It was during a hazing incident. Horrible facts were heard by the grand jury. Now, there's been a lengthy hearing spread out during the summer And a judge returned a decision on the hearing regarding the sufficiency of the evidence, and he returned that decision on September 1st. Now, I talked to District Attorney Stacey Parks Miller in May about the charges when they were first filed. We talked about the case or whatever she was allowed to talk about publicly at that early stage, and she's rejoining me now to talk about this latest development. So welcome, Stacey. Thank you, Beth. Thanks for having me. So tell me, what was the purpose of this hearing that was dragged out over several days? Well, it's, you know, many states have it. It's the first step. It's called a prima facie probable cause hearing. It's to see what charges should be bound over for trial, basically. Okay. And it was held over, what, like July and August? Yeah, that's not very normal, actually. But um, I just don't think the courts have seen a case like this with that many defendants. So instead of being able to anticipate how many days it would take, um, they split it up, unfortunately. So I think it ended up being uh, seven days or so of uh, testimony and then closings from uh, scores of you know defense attorneys, and it, it just kept getting broken up. Did any of the accused testify? No, they did not. Okay. They, um, uh, they tried to, uh, collectively as a group, they called one witness. It didn't really have any <laughs> bearing on you know, the elements of the case, but they they did call a witness briefly, and um, then we all did closings. And so was the testimony almost like a mini-trial, some of the evidence you would use at trial, right? Yeah, right. right. In Pennsylvania, we only have to prove it's more likely than not at this stage that they committed the crimes they're accused of. And so, yeah, it's essentially a mini-trial where we put on partial evidence. Now, there was video, for example, in the fraternity. So this young man, Timothy Piazza, who was really intoxicated and falling down and hurting himself and, you know, obviously died of brain trauma um, a few days later, I think. Uh, Was that introduced also? Yes, we did play the video for the court because it was essentially better than calling witnesses. It was, you know, putting him right in the middle of what occurred that night, the hazing, the alcohol consumption, the furnishing. He could see it firsthand. And, um, yeah, and and, uh, Mr. Piazza died the, the day after uh, he was taken to the hospital. So what is it that the judge decided on September 1st? So if you remember, we, um, we went to a grand jury already who found probable cause on over 1,000 charges for um, all the individuals. So this was essentially PA strange. Even though we went through that exercise, we have to redo it again in PA in front of a judge. So he was trying to decide if we had probable cause for those same charges. And so he decided... Um, the same standard on the same evidence, uh, although on a, in, a, in a surprise twist, he, he did not bind in all the same charges the grand jury recommended that we file. So 
there was a bit of a surprise, I guess, at the end of this hearing. He did he did send on 14 more people for trial. There's a total of 16 people facing charges for Tempiotz's death, but he did not, um, you know, bind in or move forward some of the more serious charges on some of these young men. And those charges were involuntary manslaughter and what else? And aggravated assault charges. Not all of the men faced that, um, those charges, but the ones that did, he he dismissed those charges. And, it, and it, he also dismissed a few individual counts against some of the fraternity boys, and he also um, just randomly, you know, dismissed some other charges that we really, number of counts, for instance, somebody worked a station handing out alcohol to 12 of the minors. Um, he dismissed, like, for instance, nine of those counts and only bound over the rest. So with the dismissal of uh, these more serious charges, that means that the exposure or the potential sentence after a conviction is much less, right? Yeah, that's what it would mean. You know, anytime someone faces less charges, um, essentially the, the amount of, you know, sentencing options for a judge in the end would be lesser. So what's the next step? What are you going to do? Uh, we already announced that we're refiling the, the manslaughter charges. Um, you know, the evidence that was found by the grand jury and introduced in this case and of public record um, meets, in our opinion, meets the definition of involuntary manslaughter. Um, and the reckless standard involuntary manslaughter is identical to the standard of recklessly endangering. The, the reckless is the same. And the judge bound in those charges. So it's legally uh, a conflict to let one charge in and not the other. So, you know, we have spotted errors of law already uh, that make the, the, the holding um, or his ruling, you know, not acceptable to us. We, we, we believe in the charges. We've already had a grand jury find probable cause. So, um, you know, judges make mistakes. Judges are people. The Commonwealth can disagree, and we are going to pursue our options and refile that charge. This this was clearly, in our minds, involuntary manslaughter, and so has a Center County grand jury already said so. So refiling doesn't mean going back to the grand jury? No, no, no. It just simply means we exercise our option to simply allege that the judge made an error of law, um, and uh, the, that judge can be moved aside, and we get to present it to another judge. Um, and, and this is just the remedy in PA. When a, when a prosecutor believes a judge has made a mistake, um, we, we don't exercise this remedy often, but we do sometimes, and um, we have before with this judge, and we've been successful. Oh, so this wouldn't be the first time your office has done this? Oh, no, no. Again, it's not a common it's not a common thing to do, but um, we've had this judge throw out a um, felony ethnic intimidation charge before, and we had to do this exact procedure. It was found that he made an error of law in the dismissal, and uh, we refiled it, and we got a conviction on that charge in the end. So no, it's not unprecedented. Um, judges are people. They make mistakes. The Commonwealth has a right to disagree, and this is our remedy. So what reasons did he give for dismissing certain counts? Uh, you know, that's just the it, is that they don't, magistrates and, uh, don't have to give reasons, and he didn't. And, and and on the face of the ruling, I mean, we, we can just point out clear errors of law, such as the one I explained, that he threw out manslaughter, which requires us to prove reckless behavior, but he kept in recklessly endangering on the same person, 
and the standard is the same that we have to prove. Um, manslaughter just requires the additional element of death. And so that's a, you know, that's a legal conflict. Um, we prove that a person worked, for instance, a station, a drinking station where they handed out alcohol to 12 underage pledges, and um, he only bound in, for instance, three counts. Um, because on video, maybe they, it showed the guy doing three, handing out three beers, but we put in evidence otherwise that, that he, the, the person worked it and gave all 12 underage pledges those beers, so it should have been 12 counts. Um, so, you know, there are problems with it, and we have an ability and a right to correct it, and we are going to just simply make sure the case moves forward with the appropriate charges. This was a terrible, terrible case, um, and it's it just not justice if it moves forward with the wrong charges. What was the reaction of Timothy Piazza's family when they heard this news? Can you share that? Yeah, they cried. They cried. I mean, it, it, most times in Pennsylvania you go to a preliminary hearing and you don't have a prior ruling in your pocket, so to speak. So when they know that, 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 that you know, no less than over 10 people already have viewed this evidence and viewed Pennsylvania law and determined there's probable cause, um, it makes it just really hard to even fathom to them that this wasn't going to be the same result. PA is a strange state for that. In other states, once the grand jury has decided it goes right to trial, PA should revisit that. I don't think the results should be different out of two legal governing bodies. This just shows how absurd I think that practice is. But, I, you know, it's not up to me to fix that, but this just proves the, the bizarre result there. Um, and, you know, they were they were just... After this gruesome process of it being broken up day by day, they don't they don't live here. They're from another state, and they have to keep traveling back with travel arrangements for each of these days. It was difficult. It was difficult to know that we have to go back to the beginning on some of this. Are you familiar with what the um, school has has done? I know uh, in in response to this tragedy, and I, I know this fraternity is closed, right? Yeah, they're they're closed and they are banned. Um, the schools. Yeah, they're they're putting forth a lot of measures. I know that they're they're really scrambling and working hard to make uh, to put put out that the changes they're making. We have a close eye on it because our grand jury is still working on recommendations that um, pertain to why this led to this point, how too many eyes were closed, um, how this apparently pervasive cultural issue has gotten to this point. So we are going to be, you know, issuing a report that deals with, you know, all those things, including the changes that they're proposing and whether or not we think that they go far enough. Is there an accusatory instrument on file right now where any of these young men, I know they're all men, um, young boys, whatever, teens, uh, can actually go into court and plead to the charges before you refile the manslaughter and the higher counts? Um, that would be accurate as a theory once they are um, formally arraigned, they could enter pleas. But if they tried to do that to be tricky, for instance, if they thought, well, I'll rush in and plead and then she can't add the charges or the police can't add the charges, we've had that happen before um, where we've announced that we're adding or we're bringing new charges on something we've discovered. And we just stand before the court and say, you can't, you can't let this miscarriage happen. It's clear that... You know, this event has more charges with it, and um, 
you know, we're asking you to to hold off on accepting the plea until, you know, the right thing happens. I mean, it shouldn't be a game, you know. The criminal proceedings shouldn't be a game. They're trying to create jeopardy, and you can't allow it to happen. And here's the timetable for the rest of the charges that fit this incident. So it, technically that's true, but I think the Commonwealth has to always be a party to this stuff, and we, we would have a good objection to letting them kind of play a trick like that. So what do you want to see happen in the end? I just want to see the case go forward with the appropriate charges. I have no problem with people exercising their rights to trial. Uh, you know, we have a you know we have an accusatory system uh, where the prosecutor brings the charges and the defense has every right to fully defend them, um, and and I have no problem with that. But at this point, um, we we've started off on a uh, you know a bumpy road where the appropriate charges aren't in, and we have a right to. To, to make take exercise remedy to make sure that we can we can fix that problem that just occurred, and then I want to see it move forward with the right charges, because we believe in this case we believe we have enough evidence to you know take it to a jury verdict. So I just think that right needs wrong or that wrong needs um, righted, and uh, we've done it before, and I just feel sad for the Piazzas that they have to go through an extended time period to see that happen. So I just have one uh, final question, and we see prosecutions and hazing incidents that result in injury and death. We do see prosecutions, but yours is a little different because usually it's not 18 people and the fraternity, right? Right. I mean, Mm -hmm. how, how common is it, though? It's not common at all, and in fact, I think that there have been reports that ours might be the biggest in terms of counts, but that's simply because we had we were fortunate enough to have the evidence and have a grand jury look at it. Most places don't have grand juries, so we spent two and a half months, um, you know, collecting the evidence, uh, and we had the video. So uh, naturally, we're going to be able to build a bigger, uh, stronger case that that shows the whole picture. And that's another reason it's exceedingly important that we don't let this prosecution be dumbed down to just the furnishing case. It's much more than that. A a man died unnecessarily, and the behavior was extremely reckless. And of all cases, this case needs to be done right, because most cases fly under the radar, because it's a secretive situation, and there's not usually evidence, and it's it's normally a situation where, where brothers won't testify. So there's a million reasons that this case needs to be, you know, seen through to the end just simply appropriately. Um, You know, this case got a lot of attention. It wasn't our purpose to make it a call-in case to to make change, but it's become that. And the grand jury's working on a report to assist with that. And uh, this has to stop. No one else can die for no good reason. Partying is not an excuse or a path to death. When we spoke in May, you did uh, talk about the facts of the case and why it came to be that there are cameras in the fraternity. So I do encourage listeners to listen to that May 2017 uh, interview I did with Stacey Parks Miller to get uh, the full picture of this prosecution. This is just the next step, the next stage. Uh, As you heard, charges are going to be refiled. This is the district attorney of Center County, Pennsylvania, saying she's announced it already that they intend to just go back and refile before a different judge. So I want to thank you so much for talking to me today, Stacey Parks Miller, and good luck on this case. Thank you, Beth. I appreciate your interest. 
And I want to thank all of you for listening to this latest episode of Carousel Crying. Send me your questions and ideas. You can post them on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at Beth Karras or on my Facebook page, which is at Beth Karras. Until the next time, be well.